0: Welcome to Beyond The Show, the podcast home of all things Cannabis Conference. My name is Eric Sandy, and I'm the digital editor of the Cannabis Group at GIE Media. Make sure you check out the September issue of Cannabis Business Times while I'm thinking about it, which should be hitting mailboxes right about now. MSO Body and Mind is on the cover, and we were thrilled to have their CEO, Michael Mills, out at Cannabis Conference this year to talk about the strategies behind developing a national cannabis business. Cover story this month is packed with similar lessons learned. And by the way, this will be the last of our Beyond the Show episodes that were recorded live at Cannabis Conference this year. We're going to be back in the studio next week with a guest from Massachusetts. And that being said, on the show this week, we've got Chris Lane, the Chief Marketing Officer at Airfield Supply Company, a vertically integrated California cannabis operator. In his role, Chris is responsible for brand and growth strategy across retail and product businesses. With a background in global creative strategy and brand building, he focuses on building consumer empathy in brands while driving top and bottom funnel growth. Previously, Chris was the global head of brand at Fiverr and led agency practices and teams at WPP, Edelman, Method, and Byte. At Cannabis Conference 2022, he spoke on the quickfire tips session, Make the Most of Your Merchandising. Please enjoy my conversation with Chris Lane. All right. Hello, Chris, and welcome to the show this week. Very glad to have a chance to talk to you. We are here at Cannabis Conference. This is day three, and uh, just uh, it's, it's just been fun to have some of these on-site conversations. Um, before we get into the topic that you'll be talking about and a bit of your own background, just wanted to ask how the show's been going for you so far.
1: Yeah, and thank you so much for having me, by the way. Uh, the show The show's been fantastic, really. It's been a great um, you know, I think great turnout, great energy, um, a lot of really good sessions. I've had the chance to attend several of them. Um, I think really, really appreciate the focus on education and strategy. Um, and I really am and also have been really fascinated with sort of the, the diversity of depth when it came to even topics, you know, from one-on-one marketing things to deep dive strategies on pricing and in merchandising to, you know, uh, to all sorts of things. So I, I think it's been a really, it's been a really interesting show to see how wide and how deep it can go, which is great.
0: Yeah, I mean, we had so much fun, like, putting these panels together and getting folks who kind of complemented each other in, I think sometimes, like, unexpected ways up on stage. It's been cool to see these conversations. Yeah. Um, you, we're talking right now uh, before your session on merchandising, and um, we can certainly talk about that in a moment. But, of course, you'll be talking about it from the perspective of Airfield Supply Company. So could you, um, I suppose, almost introduce that company or tell us a bit about that company for the listeners?
1: Absolutely. So Airfield Supply Company um, is a vertically integrated retail brand. Uh, It was founded in 2010, uh, based in San Jose, California. Um, So we're right there in the middle of Silicon Valley. Um, and really, um, you know, kind of being one of the early players in San Jose, and now kind of scaling, we become one of the largest single-site dispensaries in the country. Um, so we're doing about a thousand to two thousand transactions a day. Um, you know, seeing well over a hundred new customers every single day. Um, so we've had the chance to really uh, look at scale and volume and experience um, from our perspective. But um, Airfield has also just joined the Gold Floor family of companies um, in December. Um, of past year, so we announced it kind of early this year, but um, as a part of this, we've got a lot of very exciting uh, expansion initiatives. Gold Flora is a, is a fantastic operator that's got also vertically integrated, large cultivation development coming, um, a series of retail networks being built, and now um, a lot of what we're gonna be focusing on is innovation and strategy and how we really can bring incredible products to market through through really innovative you know, vertically driven ways.
0: Yeah, I know, um I mean, you mentioned experience and, and certainly uh, the, just the number of, of new customers that you're seeing in the store. One of the things that I'm, I'm sure will come up in this, this panel discussion is just like traffic flow in the dispensary environment. Uh, could you almost give us like a tour of, of the store and, and how customers might, might work their way through the, the floor plan?
1: Yeah, you know, when, when we think about experience, absolutely to your point, floor, uh, floor flow is, is huge, but. To be totally honest, um, we actually even like to think about it significantly even before you walk in the door. Mm -hmm. Um, For us, from a a strategic perspective, your beginning of shopping um, is, is when you make a decision to come to a retailer, which probably means that you've also done research... Um, on who you want to go to and what you might be interested in there. In fact, there's um, there's a lot of stats out there about this, but there's a McKinsey stat that says 70% of customers in general in America shop via multiple channels. So they're not just walking into a store and that's their first touch point. They've probably had one, two, three touch points. So we want to be thinking about how we create that experience prior to that. So once you get there, hopefully we've had a chance to engage, you know, we've built our our business and our brand, our our founder Mark Matlich in, in 2010, really had three guiding principles. Um, um, it was a, an upmarket, but yet incredibly welcome brand experience. Um, incredible customer service at the base of everything we do, and curation on products so that you are truly only getting options we stand behind, we believe in, we would guide you to, um, and that that guidance experience goes from before you walk in the door through the moment that you know you're leaving. And so, you know, store flow. Very much optimized. Uh, you know, we like to think of it almost in the the Disneyland style in a lot of ways, right? Like, can you start the ride in the line? Because line management is massive. Um, you want high volume, but you want quick transaction times. You want lines of people, but you don't want them waiting around. So, how do you create? an environment where they're constantly engaging. And that's really where merchandising, content strategy, brand experience, all these things start to play. So how do you expose them to informational material? How do you get them knowledge of what they're gonna be doing shortly when they're making a transaction? How can you expose them to something new? Maybe that they've never heard of, cross category, new brand, new way of understanding terpenes or THC, you know, all these different kinds of things. we try to really structure the experience so that by the time they've actually gotten to the point of transaction, they've had several interactions, either passive or active with our team, with media, which we've spent a lot of time you know, really designing space to have interactive locations and interactive experiences. Um, so they get there, they, they always leave with a piece of knowledge um, and they get a chance to have hopefully a little bit more informed conversation you know, at their sale point. Um, and with their friends or, or their family when they when they leave, you know, we want to constantly have that content value relationship.
0: Yeah, you know? I mean, and, and through all that, of course, you know, the word education has been coming up, and uh, certainly, um, you know, new customers are finding their way just through the the market period. They may know, they may be familiar with the idea of cannabis flower, and they may be feeling their way across different product categories. Um, and, and certainly, websites and, and digital environments can make that pretty easy. You can sort of click your way through that. Um, how do you navigate folks from from one product category to another in the store? Say, someone who who is looking at flour, how do you then uh, get them acquainted with vape offerings or something?
1: Absolutely, and you know what's interesting is um, we talk about how easy it is in digital, but actually, digital has been the harder thing for a lot of people to accomplish. Yeah. Um, and in store, I think it's the place, especially in cannabis, um, you know, where we've really been living in uh, largely what you're talking about. I, I always kind of call it the age of accessibility, still, And mm-hmm. that people are simply happy to be able to purchase cannabis products legally from licensed locations that they feel safe and confident. That's, that is an age that comes with compromises. You're willing to wait in lines. You're willing to, uh, you know, whatever, maybe work with payment systems that aren't exactly what you want uh, for every other aspect of your entire life, all those kind of things. What we're trying to get to, and what, what we've really focused on, you know, especially over the last several years, but is building much more of, you know, what we hope will become the age of experience, mm-hmm. which is immersive shopping, with exposure in the way that people like, we know there's a there's a statistic that's floated around for a long time that it's about a 60 40 split between people shopping by category versus shopping by need state, mm-hmm. um, and depending on what. Where you are in a market, where you are in your life cycle journey, um, you know, that, that could vary. Uh, a lot of people, I, I think I heard us that here in a session that, you know, in medical markets, they often think it's much more need state driven. I'm looking for better sleep, relief, uh, relaxation, all those kind of things. Whereas in markets that maybe it's a little more mature, their shopping category. I'm a, I'm a flour consumer. Tell me more about flour. Tell me about things that are relevant to flour. So for us, data is, is a massive play. Either way, we're constantly trying to evaluate how people are shopping and what we can best expose them to. Um, But our team, we have an incredible retail tending team and and retail team that really does focus on sort of taking people through an experience. We're very much a, a brand agnostic shopping environment. There's a lot of approaches to retail design, but we're ones that we're not trying to um, put a bunch of logos and brands in your face and the one that's the loudest and, or maybe is the coolest is the one that wins. We want to truly do consultation, whether that's five seconds or five minutes to yeah. get people to the right choice. So that comes from understanding what they're looking for, what they know, and also having data into what pairs best with that. So, you know, it's going to be really hard to move someone from a sleep gummy to a concentrate, obviously, right? Yeah. But if we can move them from a pre-roll to flower, from flower to of vape or vape to concentrate. You know, you make the product category jumps and then you make the cross category jump. We know X brand of vape sells the most with Y brand of gummy. Well, there's a conversation either at the branded level of talking about co-marketing or there's a level that we could even test out um, in store and retail to try to drive action across that. But at the end of the day, omni-channel experience um, really is all about just creating effective ways of delivering on those three promises in whatever environment it is, whether it's physical or digital or even delivery, you know, how do you manifest your brand and your brand values in these different things? And once you can kind of crack the strategy and push on it and push on it and, you, and you're able to do it, which we're lucky enough to be able to invest in ways to do that, um, you can bring that experience really anywhere.
0: Yeah. I think, I mean, that that example of, um, of the two, of the vape and the, the edibles brand uh, kind of being paired up just uh, anecdotally is interesting. Um, What are some of the ways that that your team can capitalize on that? I mean, obviously it can come up in conversation with customers, um, but are you uh, setting these brands alongside one another in the store? Or uh, what are some ways to to take that very interesting nugget of data and, and actually do something with it?
1: Yeah, it's actually something we do even more... Um, it, it's store level, absolutely, right? Mm-hmm. We're constantly looking at ways of, of finding those combinations. And we're really only scratching the surface in a lot of ways on, yeah. on the potential there. Um, one place that that we think is even actually more exciting is, is store execution is bottom of funnel, right? That is mm-hmm. that is point of sale, which we know we want to get there and we want to influence people. But can we start actually conditioning that higher up the funnel? Yeah. Um, and that's where we work, my team, you know, my my marketing team and our retail team, we work really closely together to identify who are the right kind of partner brands that we want to be working with. We're really proud that we have great in-house brands being vertically integrated. We've got aviation cannabis, and jet fuel cannabis, and now it's part of Gold Flora. We've got Gold Flora, and Bleezy, and Sword and Stone, and uh, you know these hit at a variety of price points and levels that, that offer a lot of different variety for our consumer base. But we obviously want to make sure we've got products too that are bringing people in. And so our team does a lot of work at the structural partnership level to be thinking about that in a 360 environment. So. Who are the brands? And also what brands do they have data side for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, brands know their customers really well. Um, we know their interactions with them really well, but we try to work together and constantly identifying. I was actually just having this conversation literally like two days ago yeah. with a with a major California brand, you know, that's constantly looking at how do they increase market share. and. Sometimes increasing their market share isn't about you know, naturally driving just promotion and, and, and merchandising at them, but also creating more of a, a magnet effect and a halo effect from other people within it. So yeah. those kind of things, at that level, we can be thinking of programming, thinking of whether it's content, campaigns, in-store, digital, um, you know, at that level. And then as you go down the funnel, you think about the different magic moments that the consumer has to be able to kind of have that there. And then at the end, the suggestion cell is like, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, the grocery store checkout is like one of the most powerful things on earth. Like yeah. how do you get them to buy that extra piece of candy? Well, you make sure they see it before you get there. And you can do that with a bud tinder really efficiently when you've got a great, you know, retail team. And then in the digital sense, you know, we had to build technology that was, you know, essentially powering recommendation engines uh, to be able to offer it. So, if you're buying this flour, of course, we're gonna offer a pipe. We're gonna offer a lighter. We're gonna offer rolling papers. But maybe we're also gonna offer something that data shows us is a great pair for that flower brand because we seen you know mutual purchase a lot. So yeah. you kind of gotta play it at every level yeah. um, to really get the most out of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, and speaking of uh, whether it's pipes or, or lighters, I did want to ask about like non-cannabis items too. And and I guess what sort of things are, are you guys offering that may include brand visibility on them that uh, that. You know, maybe it could be an impulse purchase or just uh, just some sort of brand-building uh, tool. Yeah, you know, it's a really it's a really interesting category. I mean, obviously
1: there's things like hardware and um, mm-hmm. accessories and that that you can get to. Um, there's obviously in California there's certain compliance rules on what you can and can't sell. And when it comes to accessories and in other branded products, like obviously we can't sell branded merchandise in California mm-hmm. from other brands. Um, so things like that, you know, create create sort of a, a limited in, uh, opportunity sometimes. But when it comes to accessories and different items like that, there's a lot of interesting things, especially when it comes to collaboration, I think, that we're really excited about. Um, and also finding better ways to expose them. Because I think people often view them as just the little basket out of which they are. But when that adds up, when you know, every single purchase is, add, is adding $2, $4 to their thing. I mean, we've seen you know, high six-figure numbers in a monthly take on that because people are adding so much. So I think our interest is is not just in filling the basket a little bit more, but probably filling it a little more excitingly, um, Mm -hmm. filling it a little more with products that people aren't just sort of using and having to come back and get another one, but thinking more um, long-term in terms of it, yeah.
0: Yeah, Uh, well, I know, of course, uh, you'll be sort of expounding on this topic momentarily at the the panel, Um, but while we're here, I did want to ask about Airfield's uh, uh, expansion plans, new 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 retail location plans. Uh, anything you want to get into while we're talking here?
1: Yeah, we're we're super excited. I mean, we're actually um, deep right now in the the development phase and about to begin construction as soon as we can on what will be Airfields' uh, second brick and mortar location. Um, so we've actually got a, a delivery depot that'll be coming on the peninsula shortly. Um, probably end of this year, beginning of next year, just depending on everything, but that's going to allow us to expand delivery offerings, which we already, you know, are, are very focused on. Um, but we really spent a lot of last year building out the digital capacity of things. We built our own e-commerce platform on Adobe Magento, um, allowing us to, to have an incredibly powerful experience. So now that we're expanding delivery, it's going to allow a lot of exciting fulfillment expansion there. Um, but then our retail uh, location, which will be in Redwood City, is going to be our new flagship uh, it's about 17,000 square feet of retail space um, that we've, you know, worked with some of the best designers in retail that did, you know, Flight Zero Zero One and Starbucks Reserve and a lot of these sort of experiential shopping environment strategies to think about how can we kind of reimagine cannabis shopping, whether that's immersive product education, whether that's the actual transaction and POS and what does fulfillment look like. You know, we want to create and I think we have um, created, you know, kind of the next the next generation of shopping, where people are be able to really dive into categories, learn about products, not just sort of shelves on walls, but truly sort of interactivity, which we know increases customer engagement, increases the the fun factor as they say in retail strategy which is the major driving factor of people returning to a brick and mortar location according to most research Um, and so we're we're incredibly excited so uh we're just now kicking into that project in high gear and we hope to be open uh you know early mid next year with that um and hopefully show the world what what the next version of this this whole thing looks like love it yeah it sounds
0: awesome um well, uh, again, while we're here uh, on day three, um, what are you hoping uh, folks might take away from this this panel discussion coming up here, and be able to take back to their business? Maybe it's like some action items. Pra- I think practical advice, but also
1: um, an understanding that um, you know it's not just sometimes. I think tactical, practical advice. It's really helpful in the short term, but in the long term, thinking about the large strategic vision and like how can you truly shape a brand and not just a commodity that people wanna be a part of, that they wanna feel is, is enabling them to do something better at the consumer level, be a better person, be a better partner, be a better friend. Um, and so I think, you know, when we're talking merchandising, and we're talking, you know, positioning and strategy and all these kind of things at the end of the day, like what we're talking about is trying to help people enjoy their life more in whatever way that is. And so that comes down to more emotional driven messaging and things that are stickier because at the end of the day, if you're just living and dying on pricing and and positioning there, like you are not going to create the emotional connection. So hopefully a little bit of that comes through, but also just a lot of really good practical advice to help today, (laughs) tomorrow and the next day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, great talking to you, Chris. Very glad we could connect here uh, at the show. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap on another episode of beyond the show. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Chris Lane. Again, that was recorded live at cannabis conference on day three And just um, funny enough, it was just one of those days where the room that we happened to be recording these episodes in was fairly quiet, which is kind of nice. I like giving the ambient noise into these episodes. It's kind of fun to hear some of the chatter going on behind the interview. Um, But it was nice also to have this episode be a little bit quieter. We're still sort of dialing in our live, on-the-ground recording techniques here at Beyond the Show World Headquarters. uh, And we're going to keep experimenting with that on scene. At grow facilities around the country and in the future here, and and certainly at future cannabis conference events. Something we want to keep perfecting. If, If you have any feedback on the show so far, again, we're 45 episodes in. Any feedback is more than welcome. Please feel free to reach out to me via LinkedIn or the Cannabis Business Times channel. Follow us there on LinkedIn as well. Otherwise, like I said, we'll be back in studio next week. We've got a bunch of fantastic guests coming up as we head into the fall of 2022 and as we begin to plan Cannabis Conference 2023. So stay tuned for more information on that. Keep following along with the podcast every week. I'll see you back here next Friday. Thanks.